Hey everybody, what is up? Welcome to Spawn on Me. I am your non-captain, uh, Sharif Jackson. Uh, our captain, Khalif Adams, is not here. Um, he is uh, off sale on the high seas in his new employment. Um, he has officially announced it, so I don't think it's a spoiler that he's uh, part of the Intel uh, gaming uh, division. So congrats to him. Um, he's enjoying all that stuff. Um, not congrats, though, to my other host, uh, who, uh, I don't know, he might have, uh, had dinner with, had lunch with, uh, Mr. Trump, with our president, wearing, wearing a MAGA hat. Uh, he is the Baron of Bourbon, Cicero Holmes. How you doing, C? Sneezes is in the building. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, Sneezes. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Sneezes yes. has returned. So, <laughs> so for people that, like, I don't know, C was supposed to be on the last show. Like, he showed up. But when we were trying to start recording, <laughs> that man just could not stop sneezing. <laughs> like, it was, and it wasn't, like, small sneezes. I mean, it was, it was, like, violent, like, violently shaking sneezes. And I was just like, yo, like. You don't gotta record, man. Like, it was brutal. I, I gotta be here for the people, man. Yeah, and I don't, I don't sneeze, I don't sneeze like no punk. Um, yeah, it was, it was serious. I was yeah. like, yo, you know, and 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 like I like you sneeze a little bit during uh, the ride was a water deep that we recorded yeah. like yes. that following Sunday. Yes, but even that was nothing compared to what we were doing. <laughs> on third. Oh man. Yeah. Sneezes. Yes. Hey, always yes. good to get a new name, man. I, <laughs> yes. I, I think you have the most names probably out of everybody combined, out of all of us combined. I I, I might be. I might. I might. Um, but but hey, add yeah. another one to the add belt. Another one. Add, add, add another, another one. one. Yeah. Add, add, add another one to the back of your uh, studded jacket. Right. Exactly. Yeah. These tissues give me power. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are Are you feeling better though? Are you feeling? Yeah, oh yeah yeah yeah. I you know. Uh, springtime and and the fall, um, they there are beautiful times to be outside, um, but uh, things start to grow and things start to die, and my uh, ancestral powers of my nose um, will uh, they it picks up on new life and and the ending of life and is allergic to it all. Wow, your ancestral powers! Like, is your nose yeah. like the heart shaped herb? Like, yes, like, yeah, it might, it might be. Nose conda <laughs> forever. <laughs> nose nostril conda. Yes. Oh man. Oh uh, yeah, maybe yeah. You could call me Nostradamus. <laughs> like, like, like it, it brings you to the ancestral plane. Yes. Like, oh. Yeah. Up, and so some of those sneezes brought me to the ancestral plane. So and that's, that's why. Like you couldn't record. Now it yeah. makes sense. Now yeah. it makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah so this, yeah. Good. 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 Yeah. I was. I was also out for the count for like a good week. Um, you know, and and I'm feeling a a little better now yeah. as well. It, yeah. It's it's something interesting when you like like me like I'm a tutor, so I'm in like you know four or five different households a day. So if any one of them are sick, you know, like I'm going to get it and I'm going to spread it to the rest of the people. So, <laughs> you're you know, patient I, I'm, zero. Yeah, I'm basically patient zero. <laughs> so like I try to use all kind of like like my hand sanitizer game, 
is on point. Yeah. Like I take these additional like sub like vitamin C things and all that kind of stuff. But still, if something hits you, it hits you, and yeah. there's really nothing you can do about it. Um, yeah. So, I uh, wanted to do a couple shout outs before we dig dig into the stuff. First, another shout out. Um, I know this happened a little bit ago, but another shout out to um, Ka Sterling and the rest of the folks that participated yes. in the Spawn for Good uh, Vote Riders uh, thing, where we raised, I believe, over six no over seven thousand over seven thousand dollars in forty yes. hours. Man. Yeah, exactly. So, so our goal was five thousand, um, and we raised over seven thousand bucks. Um, you know, to uh, help fight voter ID and uh, general voter suppression stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, it was our first Spawn for Good that we did not do on MLK, MLK weekend. Yes. Um, and I think even though I couldn't participate in the streaming side of it um it was uh awesome yeah um so um wanted to shout that out and also um I, we announced on the last show that um that uh tying the past would no longer be on the show and just wanted to give her a shout out for all she's done yeah absolutely hundred um, percent uh, you know um ho- hopefully she is still listening and a fan of what what we do um, so I wanted to give her a shout out as well. Yeah, shout um, out, shout out to Worcester, Mass. Yeah, Worcester, which is, that's, which, which is that's, where which is where uh, Tanya is. Maybe by the time she leaves it, she'll be able to pronounce Worcester. Yeah, uh, I, I was like, yo, I hope she does not mispronounce it to the people there because she kept calling it Worcester, yes. which is how it's spelled. Right, right. Like if like you ever Houston. look up like like a Worcester, Mass, it is spelled like like Worcester sauce. Right, you know. Right. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's a weird thing, but well, like, yeah, she's like presenting at the the different games conference um, yes. out there as uh, she presents everywhere, pretty much. So um, right. shout out to her. Yeah. Um, and with that, I want to turn the tape, turn the give the give the wheel to see. Uh, he has oh. a couple 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 of games that he's been digging into that uh, he wants to share with the party people. Um, so see, I would take it away. Caesars take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a game. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Um, so uh, I hope you guys like that. Um, so yeah, I like. I, I feel like I haven't been able to talk to Picargo in a long, long time. And uh, yeah, man. Like, so while I haven't been here, I have been able to play some games. I've definitely always been in, in Picargo. Um, uh, first and foremost, uh, I've played some Madden. Uh, you know, those of you who were there on Thursday got to hear us uh, talk to Ben Harmilla about about uh, Madden 19. Madden 19 is is uh, uh, what's what's the good word for it? I guess it's uh, like not necessarily controversial, but it is uh, divisive. Um, there are some very, very good things in it, um, but the player motion uh, is great when it works, but unfortunately there are a lot of times where it doesn't work and that takes you out of the, uh, the immersion, uh, from the game. It is, it is, it is extra jarring because when it works, it's so beautiful that you really feel like you're, you know, watching a game on Sunday, like you're actually playing football. Um, but uh, I think, you know, a lot of that had to do with the fact that the game was released a couple of weeks early, which meant that they had to push up timelines. And I, I hope to see that towards the later latter part of this year, 
um, that the game, you know, through patches and, and updates and everything else that the game is going to be working much, much better. And, and, you know, that kind of stuff does happen. Um, I've also been playing, um, a game that I talked about. If you guys followed our, um, followed our, uh, coverage from E3 this year, uh, the game that I was most excited about was a game, um, out of this German studio named Idalic called State of Mind. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very, it's a cyberpunk, um, futuristic adventure game. Um, and I, I've been playing it. I haven't finished it yet, but it is fascinating. It is, it is, um, from a story perspective, it is, uh, there are things that it's doing that, I haven't really even seen great films in that genre do. Wow. Um, so like, wow. Um, it is a really, really great story. Um, uh, and the art style is, is very unique. There are, you know, there are some, there are some bugs, uh, within, within, you know, kind of the, the, the animations and and it's you know it's not a perfect game by by any stretch of the imagination but it is definitely definitely worth a play um if it continues on this vein it will be on my short list for uh cheddar bay biscuits wow Um, really yeah yeah it's yeah it is super good it is super good um that's awesome yeah it's super good from a story like to, like getting you thinking and and yeah. really kind of inhabiting the world and it is surprisingly beautiful um, is there like like what can is there some things you can tell us that aren't like spoilers that can oh sort of yeah sure so into um, what it is so the so the game is about a uh, about this guy who wakes up from <clears throat> a car accident and he's looking for his wife and kids and his wife and kids are not home. And he, it, you know, you're, you're set in like 2050, um, uh, Berlin. And, okay. um, he finds out that his wife and, and kids are not home, but, uh, the, the house robot tells him that they, that they went out and it turns out that him and his wife are having marital issues and she left him, but then there are, uh, but then he starts having dreams and he's dreaming about some other guy. And it turns out that that other guy is part of their like matrix world. Is this uh, like so, total recall kind of? Yeah. So there are, there are definitely elements of different sci-fi stories that you've seen within this, within this story. Um, but they don't necessarily go where you think they'll go. Okay. Um, it is, it's, it's probably about 12 hours. So it's not terribly long. Um, and a lot of the time it, a lot of the time it feels like a walking simulator, but it definitely is not, not one of those. Um, there are some puzzles that not of them, you know, not a lot of them are very hard. There are some action sequences, um, but those are kind of later in the game, but they're, but they're, they are there. Um, so, but it's, this game is about the story and it's about the aesthetic. 
It's about the the hidden beauty of the world um, and more than it is about uh, the gameplay, even though, you know, like that sounds like a knock against it, but it really isn't. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely got to check it out. Uh, so, so I've been playing that. Um, I've been playing, uh, kind of in order. I'll do this. Uh, Marvel's Marvel's uh, Insomniac's Marvel Spider-Man on the PS4. Uh, uh-huh. In fact, I bought the PS4 Pro, uh, the Spider-Man bundle. So I've got that very beautiful. Some oh, say garish. So some great. Yeah, some say garish. Uh, red PS4 with the Spider-Man logo on it. It's an uh, it's an amazing looking console in in my eye, and that controller is really dope. Um, I'm, I'm really happy with that purchase. Um, and, but I'm more happy with Spider-Man. That game is amazing. Um, yeah, I I think so. So the fun, like I haven't finished it, um, yet. I do know that I'm a terrible human being. I do know what happened. So, so, (laughs) so, right, right. I spoiled myself. I like. I kind of had a sense of things were spoiled for me already because I I like I saw a photo of a thing that happened and and I and and it was supposed to be innocuous but it made me think and I was like oh, okay this is what's happening um okay I get it and I just spoiled the rest of it but I'm waiting to end to finish the game because I'm just having so much I don't want to stop playing it and uh, the thing I love about, I think that game is definitely on my short, like State of Mind may be on my short list. Uh, um, Spider-Man is definitely on my short list. Oh, for, it's on a lot game. of people's yeah, short list. It's definitely I had short. a phenomenal time with Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and for me, here's here's the thing I don't think anybody said about this game. This game is the perfect it's the perfect game um, for in terms of accessibility. It it strikes the perfect balance, in my opinion, between accessibility and fun factor. And, you know, whatever that that halo that yeah. the, the thing that the halo guys said that they use yeah, the, like the five, seconds five, of sec- yeah, five seconds, seconds of, of yeah, um, it, it, it is it it strikes the perfect balance of it. Do you, do you get do you realize that ten percent of the people that that um as of two weeks ago, ten percent of the people that own um Spider Man on the PS4 have platinumed it. Um, and ten percent. Yeah, really high. That's that is more than I thought it would be incredibly high yeah that, um, that's got to be maybe it, the highest for, it, it is well, well, well like given given the amount of units it sold it probably. is the highest of any of the triple a exclusive games yeah that is high because yeah. there's a lot of unlockables in that game yeah but but the thing about it is it's not impossible to platinum yeah yeah and, no, no and, it, it just and, takes time right and I'd, it's I it's, probably would. I probably would have platinum it if Destiny Two wasn't out. To be right. Honest. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things where you, it's not. There there are things that people do, or there are you know ways that people are built 
where there are things that are difficult in the game, but I think it really hits that perfect balance of being uh, just an overall super accessible game. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm not the Twitch gamer that I was, you know, I'm 42 years old. So like, I just don't have the reflexes anymore, nor do I have the desire to be uh super ace a one, um, put right. it on the hardest difficulty, right? Uh, yeah. uh, you know, maximum gamer. I just don't, I don't have the time nor the inclination to do that anymore. And I could just sit down, play Spider-Man, feel like the game never got too hard, immerse myself in this wonderful world and just enjoy a spectacular story. Pardon the pun. But a yeah. spectacular story. A great story. Yeah. A great story. Um, yeah, it it is Spider Man. Ugh, man, really good. Um the last game that I'll talk about in the in in this series of games that I've been playing is uh the Microsoft exclusive Forza Horizon four. Um which it is also, <laughs> you know, again, if you've been, you know, if you've been following uh, Spawn on me for for a couple of years, you know that that I definitely have an affinity for for those games. Um, they're always at least on my short list uh, for sports game of the year. This game is is the best of the of the ones that have have come out. Um, this is the best for the horizon. Yes, yes. Wow. Um so so I'll I'll say it from from this perspective. Vanilla Forza Horizon because that Hot Wheels, when that Hot Wheels dropped, that was a game changer for Forza Horizon 3. Um but from, you know, Vanilla Forza Horizon, Forza Horizon 3 versus Forza Horizon 4, uh Forza mm-hmm. Horizon 4 I like what they've done with changing up the format a little, the seasons, um, the game looks phenomenal on the one X. Um, yeah, no, it's not 4k 60, but it's 4k 30 or performance 1080p 60. Um, and I've, I've, what I've decided is I've, I've got the best of both worlds. Um, and Reef, I'm sure you've got the best of all worlds, but I'm using, I'm playing on my Xbox One X 4K 30. And on my PC, because of Play Anywhere, I'm playing it 1080p 60 on my on my PC. Nice. And, and it looks, and it feels fantastic. Yeah. I think I may, I, I, I will equally split time between both, both the console and the PC um, playing this game. Yeah, it's it's like I haven't played enough of it to say it's the best one. It's the best looking one for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what is coloring my experience a bit is Forza Horizon Three. I it was great when it came out, but I really fell in love with it with the expansions. Right. So right. like the the um, I forgot the name of the first one, like the winter one. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That winter one, Winter Mountain. Uh, yeah, I forgot what it's called, but that one and that Lego Hot Wheels one. Yeah, are incredible. Yeah. yeah. So I feel Hot like four. Yeah. I feel like I need to see how it expands. Um, but yeah, it's a it's man, Forza Horizon's great. Yeah, it's really yeah, great. Yeah, it is. So it is. 
I've always been a fan of racing games. Racing games are great for, you know, as console sellers, as showpieces, as, as things to kind of tout the power of, of video games. Um, but cars are fun. Um, I think I'm a better driver. Um, that <laughs> is going to sound weird that I can drive more aggressively, more confidently as a result of me playing. <laughs> That's very weird. Yes. Um, <laughs> what do you say? Yes. Um, <laughs> as a result of, as a result of, of playing, uh, racing games with the steering wheel and understanding, um, the physics of, of driving, um, and, you know, just, you know, from a, from a very, very mechanical level, um, as a result of playing driving games. So, um, and, and, uh, developing spatial awareness at, you know, higher velocities as a result of playing, uh, racing games, but, um, racing, racing games get tedious because it's still, it's still the same thing over and over again. And it really isn't, even though there are a variety of tracks and, and, um, you know, sometimes different elements, you're still fundamentally kind of doing the exact same thing. And unless they add some extras to it, it just kind of does, um, get, get kind of boring, but driving, in a locale where you can go off road and you can do all yeah. these other things and you don't always have to race. You can just explore um, makes, makes the horizon series a lot more appealing to me. Um, and then when you add, uh, you know, whether you like the musical choices or not, you can develop to, you know, you can develop an affinity for musical styles that are sometimes out of your comfort zone. Uh, as a result of exploring stuff that happens in 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 the Horizon series, but also just just going for a drive, yeah, like you could just it's do it. Part. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. Yeah, I was a little worried because like the kind of Australian Horizon Three, I thought was just a better. Like when I first heard that this one was gonna be in the UK, I was like, all right, I'm gonna like completely lose that feeling of being like out in the open and right, you know, doing right, that stuff. Right. but they really do it. Like you yeah. still feel that way. Yeah. Like, like I guess when they said it was in the UK, my thought was the whole game would be in like central London. But, right. Right. You know exactly. Yeah. Like, you're, like, you got midnight club. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But, but it's totally not. And mm-hmm. I also want to give a shout out to the weather in the game. The, oh my uh, gosh. Like, like the seasons and the weather and stuff. It, right. it, they nailed it. Like right. they nailed it. it right. It's, it's amazing. And, like usual, this is a game that is not getting the props that it deserves. Right, um, right. I think as it's it's it's, be, it's sold so, well. It has sold well. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, but like these games are always going to sell well. I I think all the first party games are, are going to sell well mm-hmm. be, because even though there's a lot of hoopla about how far ahead Sony is. Right. Still a lot of goddamn Xboxes out. There. Yes, there are. Yes, there <laughs> you are. know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. Yeah. So still, it's still a one. record number of Xboxes. Yes. So. Yeah. 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 Ex- exactly. Yeah. So, like, in, it, in terms of in one. terms of where they, you know, uh, where they were compared to the the previous generation. Yes. Yeah. You know, yep. Yes. You know. Cool. Um, yeah. Any, but, Anything else you want to add to? Uh, yeah, no. I just, I just want to say that uh, uh, Horizon, Horizon is super good. This persistent, the persistent season change, this persistent online world that everyone exists in, is a stroke of genius. 
Um, the fact that you've got seasonal events um, is is like these are the things that the the foundation of Forza Horizon Four is better than any Forza Horizon series to date. Um, and and I dare say any um, racing game of this style that has ever been. So, you know, I'm not going to compare it to Grant, the Gran Turismo's or the Dirts or the uh, Forza Motorsports of the world, mm-hmm. um, but the Midnight Clubs and the Test Drive Unlimiteds and, right. and you know, stuff in that in that same genre this is this this particular version that we have to play today far and away the best nice yeah i think microsoft has a nice feather in his cap with this and uh man they've really kind of like almost perfected this genre of uh sort of like slightly arcadey racers i guess i just don't know what i don't know what else they could do well we said that last year I mean, like, unless keep making it look better, but man, it's just it's 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 amazing. What a great team that puts this yeah. this uh, game together. Yeah, shout out to Playground Games. Yeah, f- yeah, for real. Um, all right, uh, so thanks, C, for running through your uh, list of, of things. Um, yeah. I want to jump into something that I've been playing a lot of, uh, which oh, yeah. is Sha- Shadow of the Tomb Raider. <laughs> uh, so uh, Lara Croft's uh, third outing. Uh, from the Crystal Dynamics rebooted uh, Tomb Raider series. Probably, if you counted all the games, it's probably like the 20th Tomb Raider or something like that. But, uh, yeah, so, um, you know, so, so like, uh, I did get a uh, review kill for this, uh, so I wanted to divulge that up front. Um, But, yeah, so this game, when I first started it and I tweeted this out, I was a little meh on it for the first hour or two. Hmm. Um, it retreaded a lot of similar stuff that we had already experienced in both Tomb Raider and Rise of the Tomb Raider. There's a plane crash. You sneak around and you kind of hear some conversations. You have to escape from sort of like a harrowing kind of situation right at the beginning. I mean, it just felt like my whole thought for the first hour or like uh, so was, wow, I guess they finally ran out of like cool things to do right you know and it's not that it's bad it's right. just that if you played the and enjoyed those first two as i have it just felt a little stale at that point sure um but the game really really starts to pick up i would say about the fourth hour or so hmm. um it took me about th- uh, 14 hours to beat this game and i would say like it has a very strong middle um you know um and also, there's one of the things that really stands out about this game is they do attempt to make some stances on sort of colonialism and theft of uh, indigenous property and the fact, you know, and Lara gets called out on it, both huh. by her uh, friend in the game, Jonah, who was also in the last two, and by like the villain in the game. You know, like there's a lot of this, like you think you could come in and take whatever you want kind of stuff. Um, It's not I wish it was a little more aggressive and a little more in your face. And but they do touch on it a bit. And it's pretty interesting because I was kind of taken aback. And like I'm going to do kind of a YouTube series. A a game looks good on where they went and how far I think that they should have gone. But I was pretty impressed by it. Um, 
But I must say that that part of it did tend to be not um, necessarily supported in the rest of the narrative. So like they would make a great statement about it, but then you'd play where Laura is like, you know, the only white person in this, in this random town of like a natives and everybody's like treating her like she's like Jesus, like, you know, wow. Wow. Um, and, and there's like the trope of, you know, like, like, you know, who's going to die when they introduce like this person. Wow. And and yes, they're going to die for Lara and they're going to say, you know, right. revenge me. And of right. course, they're going to be a mark. And of course, they're going to be a marginalized person. Right. You know, um, so I felt like there was a big disconnect um, um, between those two things. I like that they're trying to make these uh, statements, but honestly, I feel like the game should be built around it. Like almost when I get teased with it, it almost makes me desire it more. Right. So it's almost like either you don't say something at all or you go in on it. Kind of like similar to the feelings I had on um, Deus Ex on the Mankind like Divide stuff where like right. I was like, yo, either don't mention this apartheid shit right. or like really, really give it the treatment that it deserves. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, so like that, you know, that was a definite disconnect in the game. But as far as the gameplay and stuff... I really, really like how this game was probably the least focused on combat out of the three, which I like. I don't think Lara Croft games should be heavy on like a combat. And the parts where there are, they make sense in the narrative. Like if I'm infiltrating a secret base, I expect to see people with guns and, you know, and like military, you know, and there's one part where she literally, you know, where she gets a gun and just goes crazy and you just gun down tons and tons of folks but it makes sense given what just happened and sort of the location that you're in whereas in the other games it was like you just got to a point where she was just where she was like nathan drake just killing hundreds and hundreds of people and it it seemed disconnected from the story so i i do like that they try to provide a justification for it at this particular part and i won't spoil what the part is um but yeah i after I went through it, I was like, yo, that actually felt like right, you know? Um, but for most of the game, like, you're sneaking around and you're covering yourself in mud. And if you take people out, it's like a stealth way, you know? So hmm. I think that that fits this iteration of, like, Alara a lot better, um, you know? And there's also a, a lot more, like, animal combat and that kind of stuff where there's, you know, tigers and rare animals, which, you know, I think is... One thing I missed from the last two, which was, you know, and that was a huge factor in the early Tomb Raider games was like animals. Right. Sure. Um, And the final thing that I'll say on it is I really, really enjoy. So like there's like the regular puzzles and stuff, but there's also these challenge tombs. And in the previous games, especially in Rise, I felt like I just ran into them. Like they were like, if you made a left instead of a right, like you ran ran into one, they weren't that hard to find. In this game, they're really, really um, creatively placed, where you really feel like rewarded for exploring when you find one. Okay, you know, so I really, really like that. Like uh, they were just far enough out of the way that like you didn't have to do something completely crazy to get them, but if like you just went off a little bit 
and and maybe saw something in the distance and like uh, and like I went to it, you ended up getting a new piece of gear, you know, or like a new weapon. So I really like the uh, placement of the challenge tombs here. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you were a fan of the first two, I think it's a no brainer. Um, if you haven't played them, I think it's a little you want you might want to think a little bit more about it because I think for like one, if you're looking for a lot of combat, don't don't get this game. Um, if you like puzzlers, though, I think this is a solid a, a solid buy. Um, right. You know, yeah. Have have uh, you um, you thought about getting into this one? See, I know that you are a big fan of Rise of the. I so I will almost certainly get this game at some point. Um, it most probably will be when it gets on when it goes on sale. Um, I still have a couple of other games that I want to uh, invest time into before we we really really hit uh the the crux of this of this winter gaming season cuz it's going to be heavy and uh and you know unfortunately that was a game there are, there are very few games on my list and 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 Tomb Raider was not one of the games that I felt I needed yeah. needed to play this winter um yeah yeah I uh, I feel the same way about Assassin's Creed like right. people are raving about it but I'm like still feel like I could dive back into origins at this point. So I'm just kind of delaying it a bit. Right. Um, But, but, but yeah, I think Tomb Raider, I don't think it's going to be on a lot of people's radars because of exactly what you said, but it's really good. Right. Um, And, you know, the criticisms that I mentioned are like, they would have made it like, not a perfect game, but a closer to perfect game. Sure. Um, and they just don't hit that part. But right. and also, I almost forgot one other thing that really annoys me about the game is, and this has been a constant thing with Tomb Raider games, but I think they need to be kind of retired. Is these like death animations uh, where she's getting like impaled or right. like decapitated? That's or, their like, thing, man. Like they it feels so egregious in this game, though. Like <laughs> it's almost like they go out of their way, yeah, to do it. Well, it's like, it's kind of it's almost like it's it's perverse or grotesque to the point where it's it's like it's comical almost, um, you know, like that. There's this uh, morose or, or uh, macabre feeling, uh, macabre comedy to to it all. Almost like uh, what was that game, Dragon's Lair? Where oh you'd be, yeah oh, you know, that was definitely comedy <laughs> right well yes of course that was comedy but yeah. like you would you know they'd have those crazy death animations where they would it would be the cutscene yeah. and you would be like skeletons and he'd yeah, be just he pissed off right yeah. you just he's just pissed off at you just kind of disgusted with your inability to to play the game well and I think that like this is their version of that. I guess, but it 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 takes me out of it. Like it's yeah. one thing if I'm in a dangerous area. And I can clearly see stuff, and you show me getting killed by it. That's fine. Right. I got really pissed. There's like one part where there's essentially a tsunami, and like and like you have to jump on like different like floating things. Right. If you miss a jump, you will hit the water and somehow get impaled on like a stick. 
And if you look down, there's no sticks. sticks. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they invent shit for you right. to right. like get grotesquely killed. I don't know. It right. it just feels like it's like too much, and, right. and it it especially on parts where I've died like multiple times, you keep seeing the same animation yeah, yeah. over and over again. Like sure. I I don't know. I I think it's time. I think it's time to let them go. I think okay. it's time to go. Well, and, and know, I rule of threes. Yeah, yeah, and and I did see an article based on this. I believe it was um, Polygon where they had a uh, similar thought process as well. Right, it's just right. so just where's it, you know? where's where's this game set? Uh, so it's set in a bunch of different places. Um, okay. Part of it is in uh, Cozumel in okay. in, in uh, Mexico. Right. Um, part of it is in Peru. Um, so, uh, so yeah, there's, there's some great settings and like, you do feel like you're in, like, they definitely nail like the jungle habitat and like that right. kind of stuff. Right. I actually really, really prefer to kind of like the Soviet stuff from right. Rise of the Tomb Raider. Right. I mean, the setting is beautiful. I've been posting pictures, um, on uh, Twitter because the photo mode is outstanding. Right. Um, and yeah, it, it looks great. It looks right. absolutely great. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's. It's uh, good. What uh, console are you playing on? So I'm playing on the PC. Okay. Um, and it runs pretty well. Um, like, like my PC is definitely starting to show its age a little bit. Like I can't quite run things as flawlessly as I used to. Uh-huh. Um, but even with dropping some of the graphic settings down, it still looks looks really good. Um, yeah. I I can I think it would definitely shine on like a 4k HDR kind of like right. display because a lot of it is about, you know, being out in the open with the sun coming through the uh, trees sure. and all that stuff. So like, I'm sure that that will look amazing on like, on like a higher level of uh, display. And so, sure. but um, yeah, it, it looks great on, um, on, on my monitor. Um, very responsive, like the dialogue and the motion cap and the acting is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not quite at like, spider-man's level which i consider right. to be just i mean right spider-man's at naughty dog like, level yeah, yeah it's, it's just yeah. Uh, it's unbelievable yeah. yeah so it's not quite at that level but it's it it is good you know it's mm-hmm. it's i think it's slightly better than than the other tomb raiders okay um so yeah it's it's stoke uh, stoke uh, all right um all right. so i wanted to jump from that to jump to another review because i've had a couple weeks so far with the what Nintendo's online uh, service, which they rolled out. Um, so as a reminder for 20 bucks a month, um, you know, you, you, you get access to their stuff, which includes, uh, you know, online multiplayer, you know, which I like, was free. So it's essentially the same thing. And now they're charging for it. Right. Um, and, <laughs> and, and you, and you get access to, um, to um, classic, classic of uh, virtual console games that you can play online and you get um all your save data backed up to the uh, cloud so if you you know if you break your system or you uh, lose your system then you can get it and like you don't lose all your data like it like you used to uh, um so um i really try to temper my expectations with this like for 20 bucks a year i wasn't expecting them to like make the multiplayer or the connections better you know, right. but I must say it, it does feel weird when you have had a free service for a long time and the connections are good. Like every time I play like 
um, platoon or like or like overcooked and stuff. I never have a problem with lag or like disconnections in like a stuff. Well, I I rarely do. I should say. Right. Um, it still feels weird when you pay for the service and it's like the exact same. Like I I don't know. I know they didn't say it would be improved, so I shouldn't expect it. But it just feels weird. Like I feel like that's kind of an impossible thing that I don't think they can message their way out of that you know they're kind of like your free time's up you know right. and like 20 bucks is not a lot you know like i paid it like without even thinking right you know um but it does feel weird um you know because it's like for that and you know of course you know the uh it's not like there's you know parties and the voice chat is still through the app which is atrocious right and like all that stuff so so um yeah i mean to me, the biggest thing that I get out of this, honestly, is like the save data. You know, right. um, I feel like having that sense of security is dope. Um, funny enough, not all games support it, which is mm-hmm. kind of weird. Like Nintendo's own Splatoon 2 does not support the save data backup. Their statement was that they were worried about people hacking the backup and like cheating, you know, and like inflating their stats. Um... And, and like, I'm like, so what? Like, j- like. Like that's such yeah. a small minority of people that would do that. Like, right? It, it's it's just a boneheaded thing. Now, I mean, would someone so, gain a competitive advantage as a result of doing? Yeah, that? well, well, like that's their their concern is that p- people would like get a save where they unlocked everything and leveled up and and then uh, you know dominate the multiplayer and mess uh, up the rankings, which okay. will always be a concern for any online system ever. Right. You know, like. Right. You you just gotta ch- chalk some shit up to the game that's yeah right, that. right right and and not use right, that to right. to not do something so it's weird but the uh, other save stuff is dope I will say that the online for the for the Nintendo games for like the the like virtual console games pretty shitty <laughs> um, funny enough for like the you know for like Mario Kart. And and like platoon and like our arms, I've had pretty good experiences. The worst experiences have, have that I've had have been with like River City Ransom and Super Dodgeball, like these NES eight bit games that that they've put online. But but had no inherent uh, exactly net, you know networking framework before. Exactly. So like uh, they had to build netcode to support right. you know these like ancient games and it doesn't work well um you know it's, it doesn't work well. i've had a lot of drops a lot of like super duper lag right. in it um and i understand that as you said they're building this for stuff that didn't exist but you know if you advertise it as a thing right right you, it, it should, it work. should work. Like, it should work it should work at least a yeah. little yeah because <laughs> i'm sure you guys have tested it and did, and did all that stuff but it's it's really not that good so if you're really looking if that's like a main thing for you like you know temper your uh expectations for it so yeah so all right a couple of questions for you man um, Yeah. What up? so so now nintendo's online service if you want to play a game online you have to there is no option but to pay for this service. Yeah, there's a few exceptions like Fortnite. I believe you can play without it um, because they have like their own servers and stuff. 
Um, but the majority, I, I, I think that's the only sort of major, well, I, I think Rocket League, I don't think you need it either. Um, huh. but you need it for everything else. Huh. Okay. So, and, and they, I mean, they had originally said that it was going to be free for six months or for the first six months after the release of the console, but that turned into basically 18 months. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and like now, I believe you, I believe you can do like a seven day trial. I think right. if if you you know if you wanted to check it out, but um, yeah, I mean it's you know it's it's the same you know it's the same multiplayer with the save with the save data right. and the and the virtual console. Which to me, I think for twenty bucks is fine. Just ex, just expect just don't expect any improvements. I guess like. Right. Uh, don't like think like whoa like Nintendo's getting all this money they're gonna invest it into you know in, into this thing because they definitely appear to be ride or die on the on the on the on the app for voice chat and coordinating all that stuff so some people were like thinking that oh well they're charging now so like they're gonna build that out I told people I was like y'all <laughs> not not for twenty dollars. They well, not for twenty, but even if they charge like fifty, like Nintendo is like very stubborn about this yeah, stuff and they're yeah. very slow to adapt stuff. So maybe in the next console, maybe mm. will they have something? But that's doubt, a maybe. Doubt, yeah, because they sold a shitload of switches yeah. with not no online. Right. So right. like, you know what I'm saying? So right. like what motivation do they have to, you know, to build out something? So the, uh, the other question that I have is how many slots do you have per game for your game, for your game saves, for your cloud data? That's interesting. Uh, I didn't really check up on that. Um, I don't know, actually. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. So uh, my understanding in this could, this could be wrong because it is definitely not my uh, go-to console, but on the PlayStation Four, I know this to be the case on for uh, for MLB the Show. There is one cloud save data slot, and and that's it. So if you have uh, multiple things that you want to save, maybe you have a uh, a franchise going or you have a road to the, you know and a road to the show or maybe you have a couple of road to the shows like I did uh and you want to save those things to the cloud and take them with you or uh you know perhaps uh a new game came out that had a console uh connected to it and you wanted to get the that PlayStation 4 Pro because it looked beautiful like Spider-Man uh, but also mm-hmm. wanted to save your data and bring that with you um you would not be able to. Um, I'm speaking from experience, so yeah, I wonder about that. Yeah, and like I'm taking a look at the system now and at the site, and I don't see anything that says the number. I know that when you go to to like the options, it's just automatically set to automatically back up, and there's like a little green check mark mm-hmm. near things that lets you know that like everything is like backed up. And yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because with most games that I play, I only have one save because right, it's only right, me playing it. Right. So, so yeah, that, that'll be interesting, especially because they have like this, um, you know, they have like a family pack for the online where you can pay like 35 bucks and like eight people can, oh. can, can uh, use it. Oh, well that's so good. I'm, 
So I'm hoping that they have individual ones for for each one. Right. So. Right. But um. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I'm. I'm not sure if there's multiple. It'll. It'll be interesting because I know for uh, for 2K19, I have a a my GM save. Right. And a career save. Right. You know. So. Yeah. Well, if it's automatically backing them up, I, I I would suspect that it's more like the Xbox where they just, you know, all your all your game saves are just saved to the cloud. That will be my guess. And the other thing that I was pretty uh, impressed by is that they're at least they don't advertise it as any like limit. So it's not like you have this much space. So I haven't right. seen anything that said like can't back this up or like there's a limit and like i have a lot of saves and like they all went up like pretty flawlessly i didn't even right. have to press a button so i was pretty per- pretty happy about that like nice. uh because because like i was kind of scared that there would be some convoluted like n- like nintendo ass process to <laughs> right. set up the cloud saves <laughs> that it would take me like 20 minutes just to set them up but it's it was all automatic so i was all right all right pretty pretty happy with that they're right. they're Slowly but surely, right. they're they're getting their online legs. All right. Yeah. So do you? So you. One last question for you. So do you think that overall, this is a, it's worthy enough to call it a service? And if so, based on the price, and if so, is it strictly because of like you said that you get these cloud saves, and that's something that you didn't have before? I mean, it's a. It is a it is an online service in that it lets you play online, right. <laughs> like as a cable service lets you watch cable. You know, right. like that. If you judge it like that, yes. If you judge it as like a portfolio of things, then no. Well, actually, so so I must say that you can do all the like friends list and that stuff. That's not part of the online service. So like, okay. so like even if you don't play it, like you can use their useless friends list. Right. You know, and you can access the eShop and download right. digital games and like all right. that stuff. So, right. So like you can still do like that. So right. it's a honest it lets you play games online like you used to. And and the save data is that cool. The virtual console I think is great, but only for single player. I mean I've been having a blast playing these old games single player, but the online sure. is just jacked, you know? Right. So yeah, I think for twenty bucks, I'm like, I'm glad yeah, I chose that price. You know, right, right. it would be a hard sell at um, higher because because then there's just inevitable like comparisons to Xbox Live and PSN, which are you know light years ahead. Right. Uh, so. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I guess they finally did something right. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh. Just get rid of that damn app, y'all. Get rid of the app. Just stop it. Yeah, yeah. This... Like, like Fortnite has shown that you can voice chat using a regular ass headset. Oh wait a minute. So you, <laughs> like... so Fortnite's not using the voice chat. Yeah. Or... <laughs> so so like this is the weird thing, right? So for since the Switch came out, people assumed that the reason you had to use the app was because there's no hardware in the switch that has like, you know, like the mic and all that stuff to be able to use a right. uh, headset because no game used it. So like uh, people were like, that has to be it. You, you know, like, like they saved on the components to make the switch cheaper, you right. know, and then do that, whatever. So when Fortnite came out and this wasn't advertised, somebody just randomly plugged in their headset 
and found out that it worked. So see, you could, so there is a mic in there. You could chat just plugging a regular headset into the headphones. Wait a minute. So so you're saying headphones? Like I don't even have to pull out like earbuds with a microphone. No, if it's a if it's earbuds with a microphone. Oh, okay. It, like a right. you know like a set of phone right. things. As long as it has you know like the two rings on the thing right. and you plug it in, yeah. Then you, with Fortnite you can you can do that. Oh Everything else is restricted to the app. So, oh. so, so the hardware is there, oh. <laughs> but they're so t- they're so tied to this. Like now, I haven't booted up the app in like a long time. Maybe it's like miraculously, uh, <laughs> you know, uh. <laughs> change into something usable. I fucking doubt it though. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so 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 yeah, that thing is awful. Oh, uh, oh that's oh that's so and uh, everybody I know that I've gamed with with Switch online, we use Discord. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we just chat over Discord. Yeah, why not? So why you not? Know. Why not? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess so. Speaking of uh, chatting over uh, antiquated systems, or speaking of antiquated systems. Um, our very favorite, um, uh, this is derogatory, but antiquated, uh, <laughs> <laughs> antiquated retailing game shop, uh, GameStop has, um, found a, a new attempt at relevancy with releasing the sandbox, the sandbox. Yes. The sandbox. The sandbox is a. Uh, YouTube channel owned by GameStop that will allow that just focuses on user generated content and users the users in question are you yes <laughs> you uh, you the it's, gamer it's the okay. you in the tube you yeah, you right the you <laughs> in the tube um, so so basically what uh what GameStop is offering to gamers around the world or maybe gamers just in the United States. I think it actually is uh gamers just in the United States. So let me take that back. Um yes, probably is pr- probably that. Yeah, so uh is the ability to discover new content and content creators and for you to have a platform to potentially become a content creator of note yourself via making videos that you uh, upload and share directly on the Sandbox YouTube channel. Uh, so, Reef, what do you think about that? I mean, I like that GameStop is trying new things like i like that they got into sort of the think geek stuff and they're selling all that stuff in there it's literally the only reason i go into gamestop like nowadays is to buy some random figure or plushie or something like that (laughs) um so i like that you know that they're trying new things like they you know like the used market is not treating them the way that it it like used to and obviously digital is big so i like it in theory but i'm really worried that it's just gonna be a mess um the first thing is since it's a youtube channel my thing is like 
do they completely own your like if you upload a video here is it your video or does it like is it GameStop's video and they can put it in advertisements they can clip it and mix it with other shit you know like do you have rights to anything that you put in here would be what I would wonder um so it's not GameStop's video it's the sandbox's video um, and the sandbox just happens to be owned by GameStop. It's a happy accident, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, the answer to your question is no. You don't have any rights to that stuff. <laughs> um, you don't have the only thing you have rights to is you uh, as yourself. So the potential is that you would create content. That goes viral. That is, you are so charming, and uh, the the content that you bring is so unique that millions of people sit and watch it all the time, and you become a an internet household name, and then you can parlay that success to your own channel, where you have now springboarded off of this out of the sandbox onto your own channel. And you are forever grateful that you American idled your way out of the fucking sandbox into Kelly Clarkson land and YouTube <laughs> and, you know, okay. and YouTube fame and stardom. Okay. So like you can, so you upload it under like your YouTube name, I guess. So people can, I don't know, whatever. No. I, so you, you upload it on the sandbox. So, so you don't use your YouTube channel at all. You upload it, and the reason that I know all of this stuff is not because I'm a Sandbox user, but I have uh, subscribed to the Sandbox for you, Ricardo. Yes. You're a Sandbox groupie. Yes. I'm a Sandboxer. (laughs) (laughs) I hit a word of Sandbox. So so you you will uh, upload directly to the Sandbox youtube account or you know you would make your submission available for the youtube sandbox account um you wouldn't make it available on your own personal account you can there is a space for you to uh provide your youtube channel name um but so i guess they can easily and quickly link to your youtube channel to say oh to see more videos from this person go there um, but I guess the hope as the gamer who is, um, pushing content out on this channel is that because the subscription base is so large, potentially that you'll have more eyes on your, you know, the video that you submit on the sandbox, um, more eyes on that in a day than you would in, in a week or a month on your own channel. If you're a smaller if you're a smaller content creator on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So from that, from that standpoint, I, I definitely do see um, where there can be appeal there. Um, yeah. What, what do I you mean, think about that? Yeah. I mean, my other concern is, is this going to be curated by people or algorithms? Because I, because I would hate, and I'm sure GameStop as an entity would hate, to have this thing devolve into the kind of toxic name calling, uh, misogynist kind of shit that we see on some of these other networks. So I want to know what they're doing to make sure that, you know, that there's something that, 
you know, not only that a kid can go to, but that I can go to without being called a certain name or or have to worry about fucking, uh, I don't know, Jake Paul, Logan Paul or whatever right, these right. guys <laughs> that just do pranks and shit like that. Like, I'm so I'm curious to see if they have a plan on how to handle that. I don't know specifically uh, whether they do. There is an intro video um, that really kind of talks about um, what what it what it takes to to be um, a contributor on here or how things work here. Um, but what I did see was that they're in their terms of service that they you know that they talk about you know, being profane or being sexually explicit or being, um, you know, derogatory, uh, racially or, uh, you know, uh, you know, talking about anyone's, uh, diversity, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so that, you know, they went, they went to lengths to, to, they, to mention strong language about them not liking that. My assumption is that everything will be curated uh, and that there will be submissions that are made that just won't make the cut. Um, and, and how, how they determine what that cut is, 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 you know, kind of the secret sauce that you won't know. Um, basically the way this works is you don't get paid for your submissions. Your submissions are part of challenges, so there are several challenges on a page or, or uh, on the site. Um, you get to vote on your interest level on that challenge. So I guess they can curate it, curate the challenges for you and also to help them curate the challenges for themselves and determine which ones work, which ones don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tell you what the challenge is and what you you're supposed to do in order to um to I guess qualify for the challenge, um, and and uh, then once you do that, uh, and they they give you the time that that challenge or contest is open, and the top prize for that contest. So there will be prizes available. Um, some of them are uh, consoles. Some of them are games. Some of it is money. Um, some of it is like one is a featured YouTube spot. So, um, so there, there are all different things that if you're motivated to be a part of this service and, and to use the sandbox that you could potentially get out of it. And when these challenges end, um, they'll pick a winner and I'm not sure if the winner is who gets the most views or, you know, how that, how the selection actually works. Um, but then they show you, show the amount of wins that you have, blah, 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 all the stuff you get famous, the end, everybody wins. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Actually, I I think you also said a word, a record by saying the word challenge, like 3 million times. Yes. Last thing. Thank you. I kept thinking about physical challenges. So I kept thinking about like (laughs) double dare people like putting their hands up big noses for getting, getting the flag. Yes. You know, out of boogers. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, I think I heard they're like redoing. Double yes, Dare. Double Dare is back. Bring... Yeah. But is it Mark? Is it different? It's a new host, though, right? New host. Uh, she's a, a, is a sister. Oh, um, really? Yeah. And, oh, wow. Uh, um, right, I'll have to check. Yeah. I think uh, Mark Summers is a producer. He was definitely on the first episode. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and, I, yeah. I, I saw Mark. <laughs> I met Mark Summers uh, when I lived in Philly. They had like a uh, some bar had like a drunk double dare, <laughs> and Mark Summers was there. Was there hosting to, it? Like host it? Yeah. Get out of here! Like they charge like quite a bit of money to oh, get okay. into this thing, and he was just like super profane on purpose, you know. During right. double, he sure. was just like he was like oh, it was like almost like when like a people would go see like uh, Bob Saget. Yeah, exactly. Like, after watching uh, right. like Full House, yes, and then they'd be like, "Whoa, like what right. is this, right. what is this right. guy doing?" You know. So, yeah, yeah, that's almost Saget stick now. It's like yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. so yeah, I totally fanboyed over uh, Mark Summers as a uh, how old was I? I was I don't know maybe twenty seven or so, nice. twenty eight. Nice. And I was like, yo, Mark, what up? Um. So yeah. So yeah. So like that sandbox. I mean, I know it's been out there. Like I saw the intro video was from about four months ago, but I guess since I wasn't familiar with it, you know, and like I don't know when exactly it launched, but. Um, you know, we'll see how it goes. I mean, right. again, I like GameStop having their hands and stuff, but it's got to be done right, and uh, I'll be curious. Yeah, so I, I will say this. So while you were talking about that, I, I looked at one of the challenges, uh, and here are the guidelines. Um, this is a community powered by the players. Um, they want to highlight great creators who love games below are a few things to keep in mind when creating and submitting your videos that will increase the chance chances of you being featured on the channel. Be respectful, family friendly, ah, no, no nice. logos, royalty free. Okay. And links are love. Uh, so be sure to include your YouTube channel link in your submission so that we can cross link your profile in the video description. See, I like that. I, I like them specifically saying family-friendly. Because, right. to be real, there's not a lot of family-friendly gaming content out there. Yeah. If I had a kid, I would probably just be sending them to the, like, common sense media stuff and that kind of stuff. Right. But, you know, you go to, like, YouTube Kids, I guess. But I don't know if they have, like, gaming stuff on there. It's, it's like, I, I think it's good that they're trying to provide a space that's a little more wholesome than, like, I don't know, say, us. Yeah, right. Well, so so here's here is something else that they say. Uh remember, this is their out. Remember, these are not hard and fast rules. These are guidelines that will increase your chances of being uh of your content being selected for the sandbox. We want creators to make more uh make videos that are authentic to their personalities and show off their love of gaming in the best light possible. So, uh you know, so there is a there is a chance that uh, if the game is M rated and if the best content based on their criteria is is a little bit more vulgar than they'd like, um, then there's a chance and that will that will be the the tenor of of the games or the tenor of the content that they they wind up curating and uh, displaying on that channel. Um, but you're more likely to get to get eyes on your stuff if you are more accessible more family friendly more more right. than likely okay. uh and yeah i guess there's a chance that that stuff could wind up in the stores so like if you are when you are shopping for your next plushie or funko pop uh and you see the gamestop tv thing there may be yeah. some content creators from the sandbox on there 
I'll be really curious if they try to push this like uh, pre-orders, like you uh, get, get, like gets me like, hey, have you signed up for the sandbox? <laughs> right, right. You, know? uh, <laughs> you you never know. Uh, yeah. Never know. Um, all right, so we want to end uh, on a Sony note. Oh yeah. Um, so first of all, Sony announced you can finally change your well, 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 not yet, but that there's right. plans that you can finally change your PSN name. Um, I've been Beefy Reef since uh, since the PS3. I don't no, it's the PS2. I don't plan on ever changing it, right? Uh, because I got the beef and I'm the Reef. Yeah. Um, but there's yeah. some people that have names that they hate that they got like way back in like you know when whenever PSN started. Right. You know, Bill Cosby like, forever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know. Uh. You know. Uh. Harvey Weinstein, number one fan, you know? Uh, So, yeah, so, like, I'm glad that... Our Kelly lover. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm glad that there's some people that can finally change it. Um, But more importantly, uh, Sony finally officially announced that they were working on their uh, next-generation console, uh, uh, which would be the PS... I don't know if they'd call it the PS5. Maybe maybe they'll reboot the name. And oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. But, uh, you know, like the Xbox One. I don't know. Um, right. <laughs> or, or what if they come out and call theirs like the Scorpio? That would be hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just wanted to throw out just like what kind of things would, would get us excited um, about a new system. You know, like uh, let's, let's say, you know, it'll come out in you know, 2020, 2021, maybe. Um, what what kind of features would get you excited to um, dive into a new generation in a couple of years? Um, oh, man. Uh, what kind of features? Well, I mean, the first is is high-fidelity gaming. Um, you know, there's there'd be no point, no point in... Uh, and moving to a uh, new hardware if I'm not guaranteed 4K 60. Okay. I, I mean, okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's 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 the bottom line cuz I mean, I can okay. do 4K I can do 4K 30 on either of my consoles now. Um there'd be no point in in, in moving up. Uh 4K 60 is tough, man. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, I mean, you can barely uh, do that on PCs now. Yeah, well, then, then you know, ain't no, ain't no point in moving up. All you right. know, uh, uh, and uh, what else would I want? I would want uh, SSD. Oh, very yes. I, I that was gonna be one of mine as well. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I'd want SSD and 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 a and a good size one. Um, like two terabytes. Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, those 4K textures are, are right, take up a lot right. of space. Yeah, so you know, SSD. You know, if we're talking a console that's out in three years, then then at least at the very least a two gig SSD card. Um, what would I? What else would I want to see? Uh, I wouldn't. I personally would not mind losing the. Um, uh, uh, the disc reader, so losing the ability Ooh. to play discs, uh, discs, dis, dis, yeah, discs, uh, and and movies. Um, at the, at that point, um, okay, 
Yep. And, uh, you know, well, and having USB ports, I think that you can keep the form factor down. You can keep the heat down. I like it. Um, you know, there's there are lots of benefits to that. Uh, and uh, gigabit Ethernet. Yeah, 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 sure. For sure. Um, a couple of things that would get me really excited for it is... Um, and this is going to be a weird one, but I, I really want systems to get back to this, man. Pack in two fucking controllers. Oh, Give me two man. controllers. Oh, my God. This one controller shit has been pissing me off uh, ever since yeah. they found out that like they could like save save some money by charging yeah. you for that yeah. second controller, man. Just you put two it. controllers in there. You Come you on. It. Nope. Damn it. Yes. Yes. I want two controllers. Yes. You know, um, I want that. Um, I also want to add to your SSD. I want it to be very, very easy to switch or upgrade your SSD. Mm. I think now it's Whoa. still. I don't. I. I. I think now on uh, on the PS4, it's still not as easy as I think it should be. Well, I think it. it sh- I think it, it should literally be like pop and play. Kind well, of if it's if it's an SSD, they could put it in a slot. They can. I right? just want they, them to. Right. They could put it in a slot. Yeah. You could just slap it out and just pop yeah. the new one in and then pop it, you know, and then you're done. No, no. They can absolutely do that. I'm just saying, like, knowing them, they'll put it behind 50,000 screws and right, right. say you're voiding the warranty, all this shit. Like, right. nah, just, like, put it on the side like it's a, you know, like it's a laptop, yeah. you know, and, and just be able to do that. So, so like, I really hope that. Um, I don't think they need to hit 4K60. But I do think 4K should be a minimum. I think everything should. I think they should. At that point, we should have bypassed 1080 on that console. So everything should be in a minimum of 4K. What sort of the top tier games at 60? But I just don't believe that. I think if you aim for 60, you're gonna have to sacrifice graphically a little too much on some of the top tier games, hmm. like the AAA games. To like get it to run smoothly, especially like the open world games and stuff. Right. You know, so I think 30 is still fine um, for like those kinds of games. But yeah, I think 4K should be a, 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 a minimum for sure. One thing that would really excite me, and I think they could really do this because it's Sony, is have either a bundle or give you a discount on a 4K television. Hmm. You know, I think that would be awesome if you bought this and like you don't have one or you want a better one. By by twenty twenty one, if let's let's assume that uh twenty twenty one is when this console is coming out, the four K TVs are gonna be the only ones available. That you'll what you'll see is the same thing where you see like twenty seven inch or thirty some thirty two inch TVs that are seven twenty p right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. will be the ten eighty p TVs, and everything will be four K. Yeah, you know yeah. I, I I I just want them to take advantage of them being a consumer electronics company and start bundling this shit in with other sure. stuff that you sure. make. You sure, know, like I think that like uh, that 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 would be cool. And the other thing is, I don't expect them to make sort of a switch kind of system where the whole thing is on the go but i do think that they need to reintroduce a portable system 
mm. and have some kind of versions of these games where say you have you know some kind of portable version for these games where you can like grind experience and like do that kind of stuff so i'd love them to have sort of i guess it would be a mix of like a vita and like the fucking dreamcast vmu or something where like you have something that you can take still play a cool game but then you can sync that information onto the main game i think that would be really cool um that would that would get me excited for sure um to uh to be able to uh do it yeah yeah uh so, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this opportunity to talk about to do a mini review of my PlayStation Four Pro. Okay. Um. So I love the games that that I have on my PS4. Um, they're almost all exclusives, uh, and they're phenomenal. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, but the PS4 Pro doesn't even come close to the one x uh, really yeah it's it is in terms it, of what in, in terms of um graphical power so like so f- the the whole 4k evolution revolution was hard to quantify before you actually saw it um and then you know i said last year when i got my one x uh that you know i had been playing a game that I played, you know, plenty of times on my Xbox One uh, S uh, on an HDR or 4K HDR TV, and I played it that night, and then went and got my One X and played Madden, the the game that it happened to be, played it again in 4K on in HDR on the One X, and it was immediately apparent that I was now playing a yeah. game at at a much much higher fidelity. Um, that you know really, really made me a believer in the power of 4K and and the, what that resolution means. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a similar thing with my PS4 Pro, um, just to do a kind of a benchmark of the game that I played a lot on the on the Pro, um, prior to uh, or the on the PS4 prior to getting the Pro was MLB The Show, uh, mm-hmm. and. I did the same thing, played MLB The Show right after I got my PS4 Pro, and it looked better. But it wasn't it wasn't that night and day difference. Um, it, it definitely is a better looking game, but it it doesn't even come close to uh, the, the the level of fidelity that uh, that that uh, you're able to achieve on the Xbox One X. It's like, OK. Yeah, is is yeah. um I've heard other people also say that because of that like whatever checkerboard right, uh, rendering right. versus Right. And it, you know, and you know game. like those are things that it's doing and maybe those are things that it does that really does make a difference between one, you know, one version of a game and another and maybe the checkerboarding is is something uh that my eyes now are attuned to. Um, I don't know what it is, but what I do know is that the claims that the one X is the most powerful console ever built and the teraflops and all the other bullshit that they talked about that nobody understands or really cares about really makes a difference. Um, that if, I mean, you know, there, 
they're really because the Xbox was always my preferred console. All of my third party games are, are were uh, going to be purchased on there. But now having seen the difference, if I want those games to look the best that they possibly can on a console um, on my big, you know, on my big TV, it, 100% of the time it's going to be on my Xbox because it just looks better. It just performs better and it's quieter. Oh, that's a big deal, actually. Yeah. Because even yeah. like my regular PlayStation Four is super loud. I can't imagine right. the pros. So it's so what I will say about the Pro is is that it's no louder than the PS Four, um, but the PS Four is is it's loud. Like it's it's a thing that I notice when it's on. Um, you know, like the the Xbox and the and the Xbox One S and the One X were always the quietest, most quiet thing in my entertainment center. When mm-hmm. you know, if the if I'm not playing the PlayStation and I hear a noise, it's coming from my cable box, and my and my Xbox is on twenty four percent of the you know twenty four seven because that's where I watch my TV. I watch my cable through my Xbox. Right. So that's it's always on, but the but the if I'm gonna hear a thing, it'll be my cable box with the fan blowing on that. Um, so that's amazing uh, that One X is is able to do all the things that it's able to do um, as quiet as it is. So that is something that I hope the the PS Five does. And you know, if you get away from these drives, maybe that'll be the thing that helps it out. Yeah. Um, I, I'm tired of having a PlayStation, a Sony gaming console and having to turn up the volume on my television so that I can, <laughs> so that I can yeah. hear it over, over the console that I'm playing. I had to do that for Spider-Man for sure. Like, like, like if I was playing like late at night when there's not a lot of the noise out, I did have to turn it up because the fan was so loud. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I really like your prediction. I think it's pretty bold about getting rid of discs too. I yeah. think it's time I don't think they'll ever do it because they want to sell Blu-rays and they want to sell. Do they? Do they they? still want people to buy? Like they still want the retailers, GameStop, and these people to be happy. You know, Walmart and these people. I I, I, man. uh, So I thought. I think they did that for this generation, but people have adopted. Like people fought kicking and screaming about losing the ability to have their physical discs. Um, But you go into GameStop and, you know, the only thing that you see in GameStop are Funko Pops, uh, employees, and Tumbleweed. (laughs) So, like, like, I mean, you know, let's, let's be real. Let's be real. Like, people are... Digital sales have, you know, when when we go through this season, we go through this year, digital sales have surpassed uh, physical sales now. Well, you know, I'm I'm sure by the end of this year, uh, a a stubnostication is will be at 6040 digital to physical and where physical will really shine is Christmas time. Because yeah. you know families. that's when that's when families will buy something, and it and it aesthetically looks better for little Timmy to open, uh, or Dakota uh, to <laughs> open to open a a box with a thing in it 
as opposed to a box with a card with a code in it That's or right. a here's receipt. Some, here's an alphanumeric code. To go <laughs> right, to. right, right. There it go. is. Make sure you type it in right. Type um, that shit in. Grandma loves you. Uh, so, uh, I mean, th- that would be the one thing that that would uh, make me reticent to think that they'll they'll be willing to get rid of that but i think that people will now that now that you can and i don't know if you can do this on the on the playstation but the fact that on the xbox and and in steam you can gift games to people yes yeah um i think you can do that on sony yeah so so you can go to and you know gamestop does this now with with uh, all three consoles you can go into the store buy a code they will, you know, they will charge you the right amount of money and they have a system where the code will spit out on the receipt for your digital version of that game. So you can trade in physical versions of a game to get a digital code for a game that you'll never be able to trade in. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you can. You, so you always you are always able to do that with the PlayStation 4 uh, just within the last six, eight, ten months uh, with the Xbox, you can do that. Um, So, but uh, um, so, yeah, I hope it's, I hope it's more quiet. I don't think Sony cares about the physical drive uh, for Blu-rays. They still want to sell Blu-rays. That's what Microsoft is for. They, they lead into 4K Blu-rays and Sony doesn't give a shit about that. They, they care about licensing that technology. Yeah, they want to get that cut, man. Right, as opposed to spending the money to put it into uh, their own into their own hardware, so I think they'll go even further and just get rid of the drives altogether. I think it would be dope. I just don't know if they would do it, but I I, I, I would love to see that happen. Like I would love to see it happen. Like I right. Yeah. I think three years from now we we'll we'll be at a point where people just yeah there won't be that I, that revolt. I think what's I think what I think the reason the revolt will be smaller. One extra reason is because even if you buy a disc, you still gotta right s- install the whole thing on right. your hard drive. Mm-hmm. Like the the seek times are just not fast enough to play it natively off the disc. Right. So right. I think before people thought, well, I don't need a big hard drive if I have everything on disc, you know. But right. it's like, well, you still do because it still plays it off the off the hard drive. Right. You know. Um, yeah, so I th- I think that'll h- help reduce the the um, revolt a bit. So yeah, I I really hope it happens, man. I think that would be a dope, a huge step for the industry and the right step. Um, yeah, uh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. All right, man, that'll do it. Yeah. Um, why don't you give us the social media business? See. Oh man, it's been so long. I don't know it's if I remember time. it. If you want to check us out, uh, spawn on me is the place to do it on all your social media platforms. Check the bios. If you want to follow us individually, make sure you do. So spawn on dot me is the site where you can find this episode and all of our past episodes, find out what we're doing next. Check us out, do all that stuff. Um, this show is live on Thursdays on twitch.tv slash spawn on me. 
Uh, make sure you check us out there. If you miss us there or if we're not there like we weren't this week, every Tuesday, follow your favorite podcatcher and download the Spawn on Me podcast. Make sure if you're new to us, make sure you subscribe. If there's a place where you can rate and review, please do so. It does help very so much. Very so much. It does. Um, <laughs> um, make sure, uh, if you want to level up your Bricago ness, your love of all things Bricago, you can go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spawn on me and down and donate as little as a dollar per month and get our amazing after show, spawn on me after dark. And if you have some information you want to share with us, Something that is over 280 characters or whatever Twitter's limit is. You can email us at spawn on me podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I'm, I missed that. I missed the, the <laughs> creepy, creepy voice. <laughs> um, all right. So that does it for for an, another week. We will hope to be back on Twitch soon. I know we've had some uh, tech hiccups and some things like that. Um, but, well, but we, we, we do hope to bring it back live and have the chat and all that. Um, so for, uh, the Baron of, of uh, Bourbon, the Bruce Wayne of Bricago, Subby Stan, for me, Sharif Jackson, for our missing Kylie Fadden, uh, we say peace. Hey.